Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. It's the Custard TV podcast. Um, I've got another cold, so please excuse me. Seems to be these English germs uh. don't improve with me. And speaking of an English germ, uh. I'm joined as always on the podcast by Matt. Gary is... Gary's, uh, uh, he's in Australia at the moment. He, yes. Uh, he, was, yeah. he, he was thinking of uh, doing After You sort of got turned down last year. But well, then, actually, uh, then we, it, can, we can reveal something about Gary now on the podcast, a, if I may. I know yeah. Matt knows this. Go on, then. He's going to act surprised. I know Gary, when he comes on the podcast, sounds like a Londoner. He sounds, you know, he loves Twin Peaks. But we can reveal, in real life, Gary is actually professional dancer Vincent (laughs) Simone. It's been really hard for him to keep it under his lap. But actually, uh, Gary's in the jungle now with the rest of his campmates. Literally, in the case of Gary now, campmates. Uh, as professional dancer Vincent Simone. It'll be a pleasure to have him back and we wish him all the best. I'll be looking forward to that Italian accent coming on when he comes do you back. Know, uh, do you know the uh, the one they did last night where they... Did you see it last night where they held insects in their mouths? No, I only saw the very end of last night's... The, okay, the well at one point... I don't want to spoil it okay. for you, but at one point they hold insects in, in their mouths. Mm. I know that'll be a shock now, but they do. And I actually think that's the one... Bush sugar trial I could probably do, except I'd be worried that I'd bite into it accidentally or swallow it. But then there's another one where they have to swallow insects. Yeah, there is another one. Yeah, I couldn't do that one and I couldn't drink the drink that's made of bug juice. No. We'll get on to I'm a Celebrity in a moment anyway. Don't... Are we not talking about it, are we? We're just starting. This is just the start. Oh, come on. Imagine where we could go. Uh, Skegness. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we've got news reviews and previews. Uh, We'll start with the news, Matt. Hello, right. So, a lot of ITV news this week, uh, or this fortnight, I should say. Starting off with the big news that uh, Britain's Got Talent and X Factor are going to be renewed for three more years. Um, Luke, what are we thinking about this one? Well, Britain's Got Talent, I think, as long as they keep the formula, Anton Deck, and and keep it quite warm... And entertaining, and it doesn't feel unlike X Factor. Mm. Britain's Got Talent doesn't feel like it goes on too long. No, you know, and it, it can be quite. Well, it enjoyable. doesn't really. Well, that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's <laughs> 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 got to be back, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And uh, X Factor, I'm all. Re- I feel like this series. I am watching it yeah. because I watched the X Factor. Mm. That's how I, I feel about it. We said year. that last year as well, didn't we? Yeah. Um, well, no, last year, I think, I can't even remember who was on it last year. Who was on it? Christopher Maloney, Maris, Riley. JLS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, no, basically, what I what I think happened was that they wanted BGT, and Simon said yes, but you have to take on X Factor as well. And I just think it's it just feels a bit stale now. This sort of you know the consistency of these talent shows already being always being on, and we'll talk about another one in a minute. And it's just I don't know. I'd like to see something else on Saturday nights in the autumn. I don't know if they could do Britain's Got Talent in the autumn on Saturday nights instead and have just... I, I think that is a show that is warm mm. and for the family and it wouldn't matter. Well, it certainly no. wouldn't matter to me when it was on. The only thing would be that they wouldn't have much time to rehearse before the Royal Variety performance. No, they could actually ha- They could hold the final at the Royal Variety. <laughs> and just, it's like, one of on, you will be performing on. in a minute. It's you, go! <laughs> That's what they should do to spice it's, it up a yeah, bit. It's, uh, or Lionel Richie, just Barry have Manilow, the Queen choose. Just have the Queen choose at the two finalists. Yeah, the, que- the Queen's on the guest panellist on the last <laughs> one replacing Alicia Dixon. <laughs> it's David Williams, Simon Cowell, Amanda Holden and the Queen. That's what we want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Britain's Got Talent I haven't tired of yet. No. X Factor, I sort of have, mm. um, and I just think they. Re- I was watching it last night. They really need to rejig that panel. Mm. Nicole Scherzinger, genuinely, I had no idea what she was talking about. Every critique, Gary Barlow seems to be a bit bored. Well, he's. Like, he's I, it seems a bit up in the air to who actually is leaving at the moment. Sharon is. Gary is. Um, and Louis might. Louis was. And now mm. probably isn't, and Nicole mm. I think isn't, but they might try. Well, and... I, if I, if I were Simon Cowell, and although Gary is Vincent Simone, I am not Simon Cowell. I would actually get rid of Nicole Scherzinger. She annoys me. She's not genuine. I don't understand any of her critiques. Gary Barlow, I think, because he's leaving, has mentally switched off. Mm. Uh, Sharon Osbourne just seems a bit like she's acting a little. She's not giving no. genuine critiques. Uh, Louis Walsh is just doing Louis what he Walsh always does. Louis Walsh has always been rubbish. And you know who I feel the most for is Dermot, uh, Dermot O'Leary. Because yeah. he's trying his because, best, isn't he? And he's just well, he's trying his best, and we know that he's a music lover. Mm. And it must be hard for somebody who loves music that much to watch somebody forget their words every week. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk maybe... Uh, talk briefly about that in a moment also on the renewal front uh, ITV have announced that Downton Abbey is uh, getting a fifth series I don't think there's any surprise here it gets about you know eight or nine million viewers doesn't it every week so I, I don't think there's much and it of a sells well overseas as well which yeah it sells well overseas I mean I know you don't watch it I found the, I found the final episode a little uh, underwhelming because a lot of the stuff that they've been building up to happened off screen or they're sort of saving it for the Christmas special. There's a lot of sort of see you at Christmas. I thought in that because yeah. well, obviously be back. they need the big rating at Christmas. Um, well, they're gonna get it, aren't they? They've anyway. got Christmas. Sorry. They'll get it anyway. Yeah, Christmas thought. is um, and Paul Giamatti, of course, is is uh, making a yeah. one-off appearance in it at Christmas. And Christmas um, this year is in December as well, which will be yeah. Mm. Will be a good. Oh, time talking to of Christmas though, December the ninth. Is the date that the Christmas Radio Times will be out? Just to, just to I bought it last year. I don't remember what I did with it. Well, I know what I did no. with it. I read it, but what I mean is, I don't know. Did it get thrown away? That's I don't another know. postcard. I don't live in your. I don't live in your house. Contrary to we, popular belief, people don't know that. People don't realise that. 
They think we all live together and just do this yeah. podcast. We're all in uh, different rooms of the same house doing this. Uh... On the other on the other side of the coin, uh, obviously we knew Dancing on Ice was coming to an end. Uh, it has now been announced that the last series will be an All Star Special, uh, featuring such luminaries, I'm sure, as Ray Quinn, Sam Atwater, and Haley Tamadden. I've also heard rumours of um, Todd Carty as well. He's got to come back on the last one, hasn't he? Uh, well, as, as he got. Killed in uh, a touch of cloth, he's free. He's always killed in things, isn't he? Mm. Um, and uh, talking of uh, Dancing on Ice, uh, the rumours are that to replace it in 2015 are, is the um, Rising Star, which is a talent show format that has been bought from Israel and it's uh, very popular over there. I think basically it's, it's one, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you've read about this, where um, people can vote while the act is on. And they have to get a, a certain amount of approval, like 60 or 70% to sort of get through to the next round or something like that. I don't know. Have you heard no anything idea. about sounds, No, I haven't heard it, but it sounds a revolutionary format. Mm-hmm. What we need is, more we just saying, we need more yeah. talent shows. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be on, uh, you know, allegedly early 2015, but we've got no, obviously no uh, news on that yet. And one more cancellation on ITV is uh, Whitechapel, which is coming to an end after four series. Now, I've sort of watched this sporadically over the years. I know, Luke, you're a fan, so are you, do you think it's I the right fan. time to cancel this? It's the right, well, there's several things that I knew. I, this was not a shock. I know there's been talk on Twitter of, oh, I never saw this coming. This full series, although enjoyable, was completely utterly daft. You can take from that comment what you want. Uh, I also think ITV did it very few favours sticking it on on a Wednesday. Uh, they also didn't trail it very heavily. And even um, Scott and Bailey struggled in that Wednesday night slot as well at the same same time, mm-hmm. Wednesday at 9. People don't seem to realise this crime drama on at that time of the week. Uh, and I don't think they did it any favours. I'm not surprised. If I had to choose, I'd rather another series of Whitechapel over another series of Vera, which we're going to get. Uh, but... I'm not in control yet. No, but are you, in terms of the, the way the story ended, I don't know. If, did you oh, watch well it, it to the end last series? I did watch it to the end. I mean, it tied up loose ends. They could have done a next series without talking about what had happened in the fourth. Mm. It, did, it didn't feel final as much as, you know, as much as it said goodbye to all the characters, but at least you weren't left. At least when, it's, it's oh, not the like hour where we feel like... We need yeah, to see yeah. how it would have ended, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, yeah. but Rupert Penry Jones has already tweeted that he's he's doing Silk and he's doing something else. So if you need your Penry yeah, fix, there's... it's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, there's um, Phil Davis. I think Phil and, and Rupert have both tweeted that it's a shame that it's come to an end. But I think you know it's good that they moved on while you know while people are still liking it rather than people was there any reason why you watched it sporadically as opposed to um it's just not something that i i just think i'm going to use the gary excuse here that there's just there was just too much on you know and it wasn't one that i just had time to keep up with I, i watched i did watch the first series all the way through and I, I, I'd like to have watched this last series because the first episode was sort of very intriguing, but it's a time thing rather than a... I a also wonder whether because... I mean, you said you watched the first series all the way through. That was three episodes, three continuing episodes. I also wonder whether p- 
putting it on on a Wednesday and making each episode like a two-parter mm. and having one part on one week and the second part on next week, whether that works or whether they, in future, if they did anything like that again, they should perhaps do it on consecutive nights like they do with Silent Witness on the yeah, BBC. Yeah, I'd agree right. with that, yeah. Um, moving on to some uh, remake news. Uh, we've already said that Bad Education is going to be remade in the US. Now it seems that Jack Whitehall is going to be starring in the lead role. Uh, what do we that won't work. It won't work. It won't work. It won't okay. work is what I think. <laughs> do you you think he's going to be off. doing an American accent or is he going to be playing a British teacher? Oh, that teacher? will not work if that is the case. I think he'll be playing a British teacher in the US. He's, got a, he's basically got to be playing his character mm. with a load of American students. Yeah. And actually, I don't think this will work. I don't think there is anywhere... I can't see a channel. Do we know what channel's bought this? No, oh, maybe we do, but I, I can't for the life of me. You, you you, ramble and I'll see if there is one yet. I can't do that, Matt. I speak in coherent sentences <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll work, basically because... A- of, ABC. Uh, the, the, okay, the charm of, of bad education is the, the students uh, and the relationship. I don't think... Because obviously in this, in this new US series, that is going to be a bit manufactured. Mm. Um, Especially and since also, it's on a major network as well. It's not and you saying. just know that every member of that class is going to be stunningly beautiful and, and absolutely perfect. 35 and years just, old. Yes, and probably in their mid forties. It's just <laughs> not. Go- it's just not going to have the same charm about it. No. Bad, it's bad education isn't show, the isn't funny. It? Yeah, it's not the funniest comedy in the world, yeah. but it's very charming, very easy to watch, and very enjoyable. Mainly because of the cast. And the chemistry. It's a bit like Gavin and Stacey. It's it's not the funniest thing in the world, but the cast and the chemistry make it enjoyable. Okay, and other uh, U.S. remake news. Um, Broadchurch, as we've talked about already, will have uh, oh. David Tennant doing an American accent. His character has now been renamed Emmett Carver. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not, the show itself is... I'd rather it be called Turkey Carver or, you know, anything other than Emmett. Okay, the um, last Emmett I remember on television was in Keeping Up Appearances. That's, that's how far back we're going. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's now going to be called Grace Point rather than Broadchurch. And they've, uh, two more cast uh, members have been announced. Anna Gunn, who apparently is in Breaking Bad, a program neither me or your watch, so I can't Not really com- comment on her abilities. But apparently she's she's a good actress, and she's in. She's an she actress. Has yeah. Obviously, big. Fr- Sorry, Are you going to say something then? No, I was just waiting for you. She's uh, got uh, big shoes to fill because she's playing the Olivia Coleman role. And Jackie Weaver, who's an Australian actress um, who's uh, been Oscar nominated a couple of times, is going to be playing the uh, Pauline Quirt role of Susan. And I personally think she'll be very good in this. Anyone who's seen a film called Animal Kingdom, she was very good in that, very creepy, and I think oh, she'll I do thought the same. She was playing, I thought she was playing Australian lady. No. Oh. No, no, she's an older... No, um, Jackie Weaver's uh, in her 50s, I think, so she be, she's in the Pauline Quirt role. Oh, right. Um, Has she got her own dog? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do they, do they have to have their own dogs to him be cast in that role? Well, I would we'll have to find out, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jackie, I, we love you, but have you got your own dog at home? Um, other US news that I, I'm going to go off off document now. Other remakes oh. I, I've read about. Apparently, they've got a Borgen remake in the works in America, and also mm. uh, in December they're doing a Come Dine with Me 
remake in US, I suppose a version of the Come Down With Me format. Um, And we should say, shouldn't we, in America tonight, getting on its first um, episode. And I have to say, we are often, well, I shouldn't say we, I am very uh, critical of American television, and specifically American remakes. Um, But getting on, on the trailer, you can watch on the website now, com. the trailer at least looks very promising. It looks like they've been able to stay true Mm. Uh, to at least the look and feel of the original series, which Matt and I love so much. And um, Alex Borstein looks a lot like Joe Scanlon in the in the clip, doesn't she? They've done a, yeah. like the hair and everything looks very similar. And just finally, here a little bit of news that the BBC are to adapt Dangerous Liaisons into a, a full series. Um, nothing more on that at the moment. I just thought I'd mention it, and I'll pass it. Do you know what I thought when I read that initially? I thought it was. Dangerous Minds, the film oh, with right, Michelle Pfeiffer. No. But I thought Coolio will do the theme song, it'd be great. <laughs> Maybe Coolio will be in it, I don't know. Dangerous Liaisons <laughs> is the one that was Cruel Intentions as well, famously. Yeah. That's the same plot there. Uh, Can okay, we just go, 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 yeah, I just want to go, just want to skip back a tiny bit, because what we said about the charm of bad education. Do you feel like mm. Broadchurch had that same charm about it, and therefore... I don't know. In the Wrong Hands might just seem like another crime show. I don't know. It's interesting because I think that US shows can have that sort of charm. I think I don't think it'll be as hard to replicate the sort of the story and stuff. And if they get the right area, because that's what Broadchurch was all about the the setting, wasn't it? And I know it's mm. a very sort of British setting and the tight community like a, as well. Yeah, and I think if they can get that similar feel in the American one, then I think they they're onto a winner. But as we've said before, we think the uh, the decision to cast David Tennant in it was a was a mistake. Um, Not but, only because it means he wouldn't be able to do anything here for a while. No, and and obviously, but uh, Chris Chibnall and. Um, is it James Strong, the director, yes. are both working on yeah. the pilot as well. So at least it's sort of in, in good hands, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, where they go with it, if they go anywhere different with it. Um, let's hope they do. Anyway. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Luke, reviews. Uh, there's a lot to review. It's funny, whenever we start this, we think, what are we going to talk about? And there's an awful lot been on. Uh, Ripper Street is still on Monday nights on BBC One at 9 o'clock, but it is struggling in the ratings, really. I'm not really sure why I, I think maybe a lot of people are watching on iPlayer afterwards and watching mm. I'm a Celebrity. Maybe people are just, they saw it at the start of the year and they just... They're not ready for it to be back so soon. I'm not sure, but I do think it's a stronger series this year. I think the fact that they've walked, they've left the Ripper myth behind, has sort of let them uh, open up into different stories and focus more on the time period that they're in and some of the revolutionary things that were going on. There was an interesting episode recently about uh, electricity, which I found very interesting and well done. There's also uh, less focus on, well, perhaps. A little less focus on Matthew McFadden as well, mm. who 
to be fair, and this is going to hurt some people, I'm sure, isn't my favourite leading man, really. Uh, and it is better when it focuses on uh, people like Mayanna Burring and uh, her character and, and the, the workhouse and things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I will, I'm, I'm watching it and enjoying it. <coughs> It's it's still on. It's worth watching. Ripper Street, BBC One. I know. Have you you dipped out of it? Really? I mean, yeah. you weren't a fan of the first. I wasn't series, a fan of you? the first series, but from watching the first one of series two, I can see what you're saying. It did seem a lot sort of tighter, and the chemistry seems a mm. lot better now between the the three lead actors. And I'm a big uh, Jerome Flynn fan. I, I do like his character in it. I don't thought who... anyone would say that in 2013. No, I know it's odd, but I am as well. Yeah. In both that and in Game of Thrones, he's sort of he's found a sort of new niche for himself, hasn't he? Really. Well, but uh, what I, why I think the ratings might be struggling is I don't. I realised that the first episode of series two was quite bloody and came back with a bit of a bang, but actually mm. it wasn't a good representative to the rest of the series. They've got David Damian Maloney of being human in there now, who's an interesting ad- addition. So I think a lot of people were put off by that first episode with the sort of the Chinese influence and all the sort of martial arts and things mm-hmm. like that because that's not been the the feel of the rest of the series and I think people might have treated it unfairly. Also, I do wonder whether coming back so soon. Yeah. Did did I mean is it just us TV nerds that notice things like that? The people. I don't. Did the know, public yeah. notice? I don't think they do as much, but I. I I don't think if I was a fan that I would be that bothered if a second series came along that early. I don't think. I think it's been out. It's not. Be, it's not like it was on in July and it's come back. You know, it was on at the beginning of last year, so it's not. Mm. I think it's been long enough. To be fair, it's not doing like what Twenty Four Hours and A and E's done. And, and I was <laughs> that just ran through my mind then. Um, that's still interesting on Wednesdays. That uh, last Tango in Halifax talking to something that's not been on for a while. That actually finished just before Christmas last year, and Matt and I have spent many a Skype evening uh, thinking about how they're going to fit all six in over Christmas. Will they do that last two episodes over two nights? Always exciting. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> last time yeah, we're, 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 we, we have a lot of uh, uh, very exciting conversations about TV scheduling, don't we? Yeah, and our favourite Now compilations. It's all yeah. going off on our Skype. Actually, we should just record off, you them know. one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as if we haven't got a life outside of it, but I'm sure one of us yeah, must. Yeah, I know, it is almost, um, isn't it? It is. Yeah, hence why Gary isn't here. Uh, last time going Halifax, though, it was one of my favourite shows of the last 12 months, and it is back for a new series. Uh, there's also an interview on the website now uh, between me and a uh, young rising star, Josh Bolt, who, annoyingly for me, wasn't in the first episode a great deal, but it was a very interesting <laughs> chat regardless, and I recommend that you listen to it, if only for I think my bit. Bit, isn't he? he is. I quite unfairly, in one of those legendary Skype conversations of which we both spoke just of, uh, was quite unfair on this first episode of Series 2. It took me a while, because as I said in that interview, it's more like Episode 7 of Series 1 than Episode 1 of Series 2. And it took me a while to get back in the mind frame of Last Tango in Halifax, even though I thought I remembered it quite vividly. It took me a while to get back in the groove of it. I do think uh, the strengths of this series are Nicola Walker and Sarah Lancashire. Their, their, their scenes and their stories are more interesting, more believable and more real perhaps than even Derek Jacobi and Anne Reed's. Uh I would almost like that, I know it can't be, but I would almost like them to be a backstory 
in some mm. in some ways. Because I think there's only so much you can do with their characters. Because they're sweet and they're nice and they're, you know... But at the same time, I think I think their scenes are are some of the best. And I I think I I'm going to disagree with you here, Luke, and uh, and I don't oh, think I think if I we t- had I think if we had um, Sarah and Nick too much in there, then I think it, it you know I th- I think it would spoil it. I think it's a good balance of um, you know um, what are the characters' names now Caroline and Gillian, and then Caroline Alan and, and Celia. Jillian. And I, I, I think I like the balance of that. What I would say as well is, I, and we've said this on our, our previous chat as well about the John and Gillian thing, that neither of us really like that. And, and no. it just seems a bit far-fetched. Um, I like how it was an impetus for the whole, you know, like uh, Gillian losing everybody. That that thing and him obviously bringing up the fact that she uh, was got pregnant when she was a teenager. But, That's going to be crucial later, mm, I feel. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that um, the the John Gillian thing is the only thing that I'm not a fan of. I can see what you're saying about... Well, I can get rid of Aunt Ronnie Ancona as well. Mm. I would actually put her in one of the farm machines and just be done with her. It irritates me to death. Yeah. I know that's partly the point, but it's just... It seems to take away from some of the... Yeah, it takes away from the warmth and the realism of the series. Yeah, if Nicola Walker's doing, like, one of her sort of really good emotional performances like she did in episode one and then Ronnie Arcona sort of being a bit... Falling about being sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a bit... I know what you mean. It's it's a sort of imbalancing tone. What I would say is I don't think it bothered me as much the, you know, going back in the timeline straight away because I struggle to see... How they would have done it otherwise, you know what I mean? It's sort of yeah, I understand that, and I think I think it was an unfair comment originally because when I watched it on the television, uh, I found it more enjoyable actually. Um, and and actually, like, I still I still think the series is a breath of fresh air. I know we talk a lot about crime drama and gritty things like the Escape Artist, but when this sort of warm-hearted, just human drama is done very well, I think it's some of the best. Yeah. Talking of the escape artist, what did you think of the finale of that? Because we haven't loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, what did you? You know uh, as well. Yeah, you know I, well I, I, I like that sort of that big reveal at the end. I thought that was very well done. The sort of um, almost sort of Hitchcocky, and it was, wasn't it? That that, and I don't think it outstayed its welcome. And I loved how no. like every little bit of the of what he did throughout was explained at the end there. You knew he was mm. up to something dodgy, but you didn't quite know what till the end. The more... I know you're not his biggest fan, but the more I see David Tennant in things, the more I think he has that, that ability to sort of transform. I didn't think I, of the I character in Paul Church. To me, I, I know it's a bit of a controversial statement, but I think this, this was David Tennant's best performance of the year. Outside of Broadchurch? No, no, or including Broadchurch. And the politician's husband. Yep. What about the, surely the hair in the politician's husband should get a mention, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, so that was Lost Tango in Halifax. You can catch up now on uh, BBC iPlayer, and you can watch it on Tuesday. Uh, as we say, the R6. We think, and it would be smart of them to fit all six in before all the Christmas stuff comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're going to have to. So we'll find out. Yeah. Or, or Tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> The last one might be on Christmas Eve. Ah, we shall see. Um, last time you're in Halifax. If you're a fan, let us know via Twitter. Um, just staying a little bit on or the... Um, 
on, on Facebook. Um, before we ta- start talking reality, because there's a fair bit of reality on as well, uh, I just want to go off script. You did it. Some of the best people can do it. Uh, Fresh Meek, we talked briefly about Tony Gardner's appearance in Last Tango. He's also, of course, known for Fresh Meek. That is back for a third uh, series. And he was the escape artist. We're so good at this. Um, <laughs> this is back for the third series. Everybody's back, um, and it—it's taken me a while, but I'm, I'm enjoying this series now. I didn't enjoy episode mm. one of series three, and not so much episode two until the very end, uh, where they were sort of—they were sort of, um, wasn't it Vod's wedding? And then we sort of. Giving... Oh yeah, yeah, Vod's wedding. Was that was great. a great scene. That was a great scene. Yeah. Um, so I'm sort of—I've got. Back and found my my love for fresh meat. Mm. Could this go for a full series? And does it stretch the um, does it stretch the idea of believability if we're going to go for a full series? Well, I don't uh, know. They're only in their soon. second year, so they could do a third, uh, a fourth series definitely because they took two series with their first year. So it'll be interesting to see. I think again, it will depend if they all want to do it. Obviously. I think we're talking mainly about Jack Whitehall here. If he, he if he wants to keep doing it, I think he'll be the main source of uh, one. If they don't want to sort of come back and do it again, but a lot of, you know, a lot of them are doing other things that we'll obviously talk about. I know initially when it when it launched in two thousand and eleven. Look at me go. Um, Jack Whitehall was perhaps the the uh, annoyance, the star. Of the, well, no, he was he was the name. Yeah, wasn't he was he? the name. There was no other. Oh, name. I don't know, Joe I, Thomas as well from the. Uh, well, look, know, yeah, but I I think that it, it it could manage without Jack Whitehall. Although I enjoy some of the exchanges he has, it could manage without him. Um, if we're honest, and I I do think I don't Joe know. Thomas I, I is think a, is, could... is a bit of a wet lettuce too. Mm. As a as an individual character, but I think it might spoil the chemistry between the six of them because that is. I think that's the the joy of Fresh Meat is that central chemistry between all six actors. I think sometimes, and I think this was maybe your issue with the first episode, it's when their separate storylines sometimes are quite weak. And it's when they're all together, like that scene in the first episode where they're all in Josie's bedroom. And I really, really enjoyed Mm. that one. You know where... Yeah. Um, you know the one I mean. Uh, yeah, I know <laughs> the one you mean. Talk too deeply about that, and please. The, and, but... the, and the quiz at the, uh, in uh, in episode three. I think there's there's been a lot of yeah. You know, it, it it's been up and down. I don't think it's been as consistent as series two. I think that that was that was very very good. I don't think this has been as good, but still, I mean, the performances from all of them. I think it's one of the best ensemble comedies in a, in a long while and if they can if they can keep you know the scripts fresh and if everyone wants to do it i think yes the fourth series also how fantastic is zoe zoe ashton oh, she's brilliant. Think, with ja- she's with javier brilliant i just brilliant i just think she's where great. she tried to lose um, him in the shopping center Fresh Me also airs on 4OD. They're doing a similar thing with this as they used to do with Shameless back in the old days when people had only just discovered computers. Uh, when you could uh, watch it on telly and then if you were still thinking, oh, I need more meat in my life, uh, then you'd watch more uh, Fresh Me on 4OD. So you can watch the next, the next episode yeah. before Monday if the fancy should take you. Uh, coming up, we will discuss telly 
uh, like Comedy's Heaven, Him and Her, and Backchat. More Jack Whitehall. Oh. Wow. Uh, and, he was on, and, and he was on Have I Got News For You and Nevermind the Buzzcocks. I know. He's week. almost as if he's a TV star or something. Uh, the Quiet, Sing While You Work, and uh, Matt will give his view on the Doctor Who biopic, An Adventure in Space of Time. But before we do all, before we do all of that, I want you to, each to hold on to your individual hollyhocks as we... <laughs> Hollyhocks? Are we talking about that? No, hold on to your hollyhocks. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> as we go into a bit of a reality zone, uh, let's spin the wheel. Would you rather talk about I'm a Celebrity, X Factor, or uh, SCD? Uh, let's do SCD, because I can whip over that. Go on, then. Go, go, go through SCD. Okay, um, I can't remember the last time we talked about it now. Um, basically... Was, they uh, they I'll, were dancing I'll, I'll and a, things. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go from... So, uh, Dave the Hairy Biker is now gone. The sort of comedy, get him out, he's no good acts of this year. Um, he went a couple of weeks ago. Last week we had the Blackpool show, which I think is always sort of the standout show. You know? It got stolen. What? Stuff. Oh yeah, didn't. What was yeah. it? What did get stolen? An iPad or uh, some dignity? I don't know. And we saw the we saw the end of uh, Anton Dubeck this year, who who was done. Oh, was he killed? Yes, he was. Killed oh no, Blackpool. It was a. <laughs> sad, it was only sad about sad. a time before he was killed yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, someone pushed him off the top of the tower. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and then this uh, week, at the moment, we're we're looking at we're on the final eight, and the the big shock at the moment is that Mark Benton is still there. You you, yeah, you well, would have you you are you a bit shocked at that? I wasn't I, not as not as shocked as I was to find he was he doing, was it, doing in it in the first place. Yeah, but a lot of uh, people have done it, haven't they? You know, yeah. a lot of actors have done it over the years, and he's also doing the tour. So um, the tour, the tour. Yeah, that's good. I look forward to the tour. And, um, yeah, so that's more dancing to come. I think, at the moment... Do you reckon like, they'll dance right up until the final? Yes. And, my, and then my they'll start singing on the final. The moment, if you want to put a fiver down, Luke, I would say Susanna Reid from BBC Breakfast. Oh, I don't like... Do you know what? I don't like her no? at all. I just... I don't... I've tried to warm to her. Why do you make it so difficult, Susanna Reid, to warm to you? Well, maybe if you put the heating on. Yeah, it is. It is. I feel nippy towards her. <laughs> That's what it's gone careful, nippy here. Careful, careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we Shush. may as well then do X Factor, and I'll hand back over to go you. Go on then. Yeah. X Factor. Yeah. Go. Oh, me again. I was saying I was handing well, it back you, over to you. Well, okay, I'll take it yeah. then. X Factor. We've talked about briefly. Uh, we, it was the. Did you see it last night? Presumably I, I did, you did. Indeed, I uh, was well, at a friend. I had actually the uh, my first ever experience because we were watching Doctor Who, and because uh, they, they were obviously on at the same time, we TiVoed X Factor and did it in half mm. the time. Yes, that's what we do. Yeah. It's we have so much in common, Matt, yeah. with the way we do. But it, it was a refreshing change not to sit through about twelve mm. advert breaks. I didn't. It was the tenth anniversary or the tenth anniversary special of the X Factor last well, night. It's the tenth. Could somebody, it, no, 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 could somebody no, no, explain no, to me no, how that it's works? It's not the tenth anniversary. It's ten years of X Factor. There's a difference. How? Because there are. There's been ten series. Yeah. So they just chose this week. 
Yeah. To do the yeah. Okay. It that's always, me. Well, it has always been this year, hasn't it? Because yeah, no, but they chose this specific probably week because they could it. only think of six songs for them to sing. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. I just I couldn't work it out whether to that day, uh, that Saturday, was somehow crucial in the X Factor. You know, but they're basically they doing covers of covers now, aren't they? That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. They're basically they're going to do sheets next. <laughs> They've done covers. They got. I can't wait till they get to the Valence stage. <laughs> Valence week. <laughs> um, or cushion what, week. What I would say. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. About last night as well, was it was funny watching the old contestants come back and basically the advice that they gave every... Every bit of advice. What was it, Luke? It was just sing it. Like no, you mean no, no. It. What was the the actual words they used? I think oh, I heard it about three or four times. Make the song your own. Oh, make it your make own. Make it your own. <laughs> Sam Bailey, who sang it exactly yeah, like yeah. sing it. <laughs> sing it's not a thing, is it? Uh, Sam Bailey, who sang it exactly like Leona Lewis. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it last night. I just felt like, thank God, there's only six or seven of them, or however many there are. I. Who's your? Have you got anyone you like on it this year? I suppose I sort of like rough copy. Yeah, I'm the same. Because, I think they because they don't take themselves too yeah. seriously. But they are as well. I think there's rough copy and, to a lesser extent, Luke are the only two acts I could see. Sort of having the longevity. I think everyone else is a bit, you know, like Sam Bailey's a bit cruise ship. Nicholas McDonald's a bit sort of, you know, mm. he's one of these young singers that will sort of get lost in the pack. Like Joe McKeldry. Also, like Joe McKeldry said, <laughs> you remind me of a young me, and I thought that was an insult. Uh, that's not the best. <laughs> no. And also, it just makes me feel older every week when these X Factor contestants now are saying, I remember watching X Factor yeah. when I was little, oh. when Leona Lewis was on it six or seven years ago. Well, when um, Tamira was talking about being nine or ten when Dreamgirls came out, I was like, okay. I feel old. I she, don't enjoy she this. Does not, she does not look 16, I'm sorry. She's not no. 16. Actually. I did not go to school with any 16-year-olds look like Tamira Foster. No. Um, what is this thing with her and words as well? Yeah. I have to say, I, I didn't notice it last night because it was right at the beginning and it, was, mm. it wasn't it was as bad as last week where she goes, um, uh, and, and she just stopped talking for a bit and then started again. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we should just talk about who we think could and should go tonight. Tamira. Tamira or ha- I'd be happy for Hannah to go. I liked I Hannah don't... last night. I'd I'd rather yeah. I I'd rather Nicholas go over Hannah if I'm honest. Mm. I, Nicholas well, was well, 
And I hate that song, The Climb. I think it's just a bad oh, song. Oh, it's a Miley Cyrus it's a, song. But it's a bad that? song, just generally, the way it's been written. I mean, it, you may hate the artist who sings the song. This is always what I think. But some songs are so uh, are good, despite who sings it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like Obladee Oblada yeah, exactly. or Blue Dabby 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 It's very sort of staccato, and it just seems, it just is a bad yeah. song, anyway. Yeah, so that's X Factor. We're going to watch it to the end, and we're going to moan about it to the end. But it's just—it yeah, feels like it's just treading old, old things now. Do you I think they should look. do an all-star edition and just bring back? They would struggle to, to find people, really, wouldn't people they? People to people to give a second shot to. I don't know. Like By the way, Tesco how annoying! I wasn't going to talk about this, but how annoying were Alexandra Burke and Leona Lewis? Don't you just want to slap both well, of them? I'm as glad well? uh, Alexandra Burke had time to fit uh, Hannah in oh, in her busy schedule. God, that she in has. the stuff she's doing, God. And, and were, panto, were you shocked that One Direction weren't there and and uh, Luke and, had well, to deal with? Were you shocked that anyone from who's had genuine yeah. success from the JLS. Wasn't there? Tonight, yeah, they're on it tonight. The JLS, Jesse J, and Mary J Blige are all on the and the One Direction and ju- ju- One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> What's Jermaine I, doing? He should come back. I, I don't know. Okay, so that's the expected. So there they? is one. <laughs> There is one more uh, reality show that is on at the moment that we have yet to speak of, apart from the fact that our mate Vincent's in there. Vincent's. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, started um, not tomorrow, because, no, not tonight rather, but last Sunday. Um, it's I'm, it's the 10th, no it's not, it's the 13th series of that, and this is the first year, having lived in the States, this is the first year where I can watch it on transmission night, which is still novel. I do think though, and I don't know what Matt thinks about this, that it is a weak series this year. I would say so yes, far. in terms of there not being... There's there's not a sort of hate figure, an annoying character. <laughs> I would say... Well, I know you don't like Joey Essex, but I, that's no. in a different way, I suppose. Because he is being a bit... He's overexposed, rather than sort of like a Helen Flanagan or a Sunita, mm. you know, someone who, you know, doesn't like the trials and keeps, keeps being given them. I mean, this year, Joey Essex getting all the trials... It's mm. just because he's sort of, you know, he's sort of just acting up a bit. Like I don't a... know why he's getting them because he's not like he he managed to he manages mm. to do them. He's so good at them. Even as I'd if... like to see, like, I mean, the other night we saw uh, Amy do one, the model, and I mean, she did well, but it's, it was just nice to see a different face at the trial, wasn't I don't, it? I don't. I I I, I think the problem with I'm a celebrity. The problem with I'm a celebrity this year, and I'm noticing it more this year, is we're not seeing the majority no. of the camp. No. I know I'd so thought... far Jerry Essex and Matthew Wright, and that's about it. Yeah, and I'd have thought Alfonso Rivero um, and Rebecca Adlington and Big Mo, to an extent, would have made more of an impression on mm-hmm. me than they have at, by this point. And that is purely the producers just picking out bits. It, I will say here and now, on Sunday the 24th of November 2013, that I am sure... Joey Essex is going to win mm-hmm. the whole thing. That annoys I me. Not. I I think that's completely. I wrong. hope um, I'd like um, Matthew Wright to win. If I'm honest, he's provided the the most uh, entertaining bit so far for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But but I just I think mean, the most interesting. Usually, I'm a celebrity is won by a nice mm-hmm. person like Charlie Brooks last yeah. year or Biggins. But I just think this year, Joey Essex is going to win it, or at least not 
You know, he's going to win it because people like Jerry Essex who can't blow their own nose yeah. or wipe their face properly instead of being a bit or he's a bit daft are sort of celebrated on these sort of shows and it annoys me to death and that's why people get bored yeah, I'd like saying um, that I think the most interesting part of it so far has been sort of the Rebecca Adlington story about her sort of not being confident in herself and you know these comments yeah. about no I've warmed to her not being fit and things like sorry I've warmed to yeah, her a lot. Yeah, but it's an interesting thing, isn't it? And I think I, I, I'd like to learn more about like the characters and their insecurities and things like that than see Jerry Essex do all this stuff. And I think that's why uh, Amy sort of sort of navigated towards Jerry because she knows she'll get on screen more, isn't mm. it? That's... Well, it's, yeah. well, yeah, because if you notice someone's doing all the mm. trials, you've got to put two and two together yeah. and think, well, they must be showing a lot of him. Yeah. Therefore, I'll go and sleep upstairs... In a um, in a, like a tent thingy with him and yeah. talking more, yeah. So I'm being a bit sceptical. I am enjoying it, mm. but I just think I, oh, I enjoyed we, last year's a lot more. I I always enjoy it when the field starts to get thinned down a bit and they start mm. to pick. You know, they start to pick if they want to yeah. do a trial every day. Because I think you see like um, Steve Davis. I think maybe wants to do one, and I think Big Mo sort of wants to do one. But having watched that as well, it's interesting that I don't think she did that much acting when she was in EastEnders because it doesn't seem exactly. No, she's just being herself. Yeah. She doesn't even call I did herself not reali- Layla. Yeah, well, I didn't realise. You know why? Because it, her real name is Maureen. Her real name. Well, La- I thought her real name was an anagram. No, of... no, 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 no. Her real. It's an anagram of my sister in Italian because when Gary Oldman was going out with Isabella Rossellini. They, that's how that came about. She used to call her this, and then they did an anagram, and it ended up as Layla Moore. She's Maureen Oldman. Her her real name is. You they, are. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You've not been right very often on the podcast. But no, no. God, you're thinking. You're, right you're thinking of Gary. Oh, sorry. Yes. Vincent. Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm being being slightly unfair about it, but it's not. I'm still enjoying it, and I enjoy yeah, it far more than it. the X Factor. Yeah, I, I, it's always quite like. Obviously, we should mention Ant and Dex links, which are always hilarious. They always sort of keep it flowing on. I think. Yes, they're brilliant, yeah. and uh, I just, I just think you're right. I think once the field starts to thin out, and they get rid of people like Lucy Pardicha and people like Pardicha who haven't made much of an impact, Kian, uh, all those sort of people who are just there that you don't even remember are there. Um, once they thin the field out a bit, I think that would be... I mean, I, I thought Alfonso Ribeiro was quite good last night when they were doing that whole crossword thing and he was saying something about, you're getting a brother sweating and all that. And it was he can't first... spell. Yeah, mm. that was the first time. Oh, and also Joey Essex. Mm? Cher. Joey Essex. Sorry? He must know that she wasn't had the same birthday as Cher Lloyd. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I he's, he's... Some of that seems a little bit put well, on. Well, I think that's what Matthew me. Wright's brought up, isn't it? He's uh, he, like the fact that he's won both. You know, the the counting thing. He says he's not. He's not putting that on, is he? He's not. I think that's mm. his agents just told him go in there and be as stupid as possible, and you probably win. Oh, he's winning. Yeah, he's winning on the stupid yeah. front. Um, so that is the reality section of the podcast. Um, two comedies now to lighten the mood and let us be more funnier than, than we have. Than three comedies. Four, four comedies. <laughs> is it any of that's on four? 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> Shall I just mention Borgen briefly before we go on to the conference? Yeah, that's the funniest of the lot. Yeah. Go. Uh, I've only seen, <laughs> f- as I say, I've only seen the first one so far because it was a double bill last week and I only caught the first one. Basically, this is the third and final series, sub sub, of the uh, Danish political drama when we saw uh, Brigitte, I can't even say her name, Birgit. The prime, the former prime minister. She's uh, she she actually lost the last election. This was two years later, and she was living in Hong Kong, a sort of a you know a public speaker, and she's sitting on the boards of several committees. And oddly, she was in a romance with uh, Archie from Monica the Glen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just popped up as a as a uh, as an architect. <laughs> That's it. Now, up until Christmas, you have to talk about Monica the Glen at least. Once a week. Uh, okay. Uh, so so <laughs> then uh, she goes back to Denmark and sees that her former party are uh, sort of sullying themselves. You know, they haven't got an identity anymore. She goes to the leader, says, can I be in the party again? He says no. So she runs against him, fails, and then ends up uh, starting her own political party. Um, as well, it's as good. I mean, if you've enjoyed Borgen up to this point, it's as good as ever. And I mean... Uh, all the actors are top notch. There's a there's a nice little subplot this year about the uh, the TV news station and their sort of overhaul. There's a new producer come in who wants to uh, shake the news up a bit and make it a bit sort of sexier. So um, I'm yeah. still getting over Layla Morse. Layla Morse, yeah. Isabella uh, okay. Isabella <laughs> so that's Borgen. Comedy with Luke. Uh, yeah, that's what this podcast should be renamed. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the custard TV, it's just comedy with Luke. Uh, there are three, four uh, decent comedies outside of Fresh Meat on at the minute. Um, Hebern and him and her are coming, but first of all, uh, Matt um, is enjoying a comedy that you may not have seen. Uh, Yonderland on Sky One is sort of tucked away on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. I can, I it's can on in a few under- hours. So I can absolutely understand why it's there. It feels the right mm. slot for it, but yeah. I think... Um, a lot of people will have missed it because of that, even though Sky it's a fa- it is a family show, isn't it? It's yeah. a family. Basically, I mean, I've mentioned it several weeks ago. Uh, I went to the screening of this one. This is the new one for uh, the Horrible Histories, the uh, sex tests, the uh, six actors. Who... I thought you were going to say the Horrible Histories sex tape. Then I was like, oh my uh, god, I didn't know there the was si- the six uh, actors who were involved in Horrible Histories here. Uh, basically, the plot is that uh, is it Martha Howe Douglas? Yes, is a bored housewife who ends up getting sucked into a alternative universe, um, and is the chosen one and has to sort of uh, partake in a number of quests to find out exactly what it is she's been chosen to do. The other five actors all um, play a multiple multiple roles in it, and it has got several uh, interesting puppets, including a uh, Nick the Talking Stick, who who I'm a fan of. And, and the five actors play the elders, and there's some funny scenes there. I mean, the first one as well had like, uh, lots of like cultural references, which makes it for you know there's gags for everyone. I mean, the kids will enjoy the sort of the stupid stuff. The adults will. There's a few sort of naughty gags in there. There's like references to sort of Dynamo. There was a good reference to a reference to like rubbish psychics. Just just something for everyone, I would say this has, and it's 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 our favourite thing. It has got a lot of charm to it. And it doesn't feel overproduced. And more than anything else, it is funny and can be enjoyed by the whole family. And there's not a lot of shows you can say Did that the about. the BBC do this? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if they... The thing is, with 
Sky, and we've said this before, I think, in terms of their comedies, is they let the people do what they want to do. There's a lot more freedom, isn't there? We saw that with Moonboy and Chris O'Dowd uh, and um, Touch the Cloth and Charlie Brooker. I think there's a lot more freedom, whereas on BBC, I think they'd have to, you know, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Where, you know, and they're sort of more shackled, I suppose, and they've got that freedom to do what they want and be as funny as they want. And I think that's why we're seeing, you know, that's why we've enjoyed a lot of Sky comedy, certainly last year. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with that. Well, I think to an extent, I also think um, BBC are scared to do... Mm, like a fantasy comedies. thing. I mean, this has got yeah. um, a lot... I think the uh, the actors have said that they were going sort of a labyrinth, um, time bandits type feel to it. And there's a lot of sort of Monty Python-esque um, stuff in there as well, the humour. So definitely worth checking out and as you say 6.30 Sunday nights it's the fourth episode tonight but I'm sure you'll be able to catch up if you've got the uh, Sky catch up service whatever that's called also because we haven't heard much from Matt on this podcast apart from the last 20 minutes or so <laughs> he's also enjoying Hebburn on BBC 2 which is series 2 of the uh, Newcastle based sitcom yeah. starring Chris Ramsey Kimberly Nixon formerly of Fresh Meat uh, Jim Reeves Didn't aka formally? And Gina McKee as well. And uh, it's written by the person who writes it, whose name has gone completely out of my head. It is. He's in it as well, isn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, that's what's annoying me. No. Why can't I think of his oh. name? Anyway, Jason Cook. Jason Thank Cook. you, Luke. Thank you, Luke's brain. <laughs> So yeah, um, series two. Firstly, were you a fan of series one, or did I you discover series this? Series one was all right, um, and you were the same, weren't you? You watched series. Did you watch series one? I haven't, to be honest. No, I thought um, you did watched a bit of it or something. I did watch the first series, and I watched a tiny bit of the graveyard scene at the start of episode one of series two. I will give this another go because I mm. think it's got everything that I we would. say we like in a comedy, yeah, hasn't it? Really? I would. I I wasn't a, a massive fan of series one, but having watched two and a half episodes of this series so far, I would say that that, that it has got a lot of charm, and it is sort of a natural mm. successor in a way to. Sort of stuff like bread and and I suppose <laughs> right. That's, we're so cook. We're so topical. We've had bread and Monica the Glen and, on the and, same and podcast. The world family, I suppose, as well. You could say there's bits of that in there. I mean, there's yeah. That you could. The, the main thing for me is you can believe this family. You can believe like the Gina McKee character mm. telling nobody that they can use the the good room. They can't do do any. You know. <laughs> yeah, room. I like that from the first series yeah. that they weren't allowed and, really to go in. And the, I mean, the the nan I think steals the show. Pat Dunn as the grandma. I think she's. Yeah, it it it. There are a lot of not, good I've lines, not watched it out of disinterest. I just the characters has grown, I think, and there's, and there, I mean, there's a plot involving the sister going to college this year, which I think is is good. I mean, it's it's not too, it's just broad enough. It's not too broad, the the humour in it. It's got that warmth to it, and um, yeah, I think it's funny and it's charming. And I th- the U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think people, I know it's the one that's sort of hidden away. I think 10 o'clock, is it on Tuesdays? Yeah. On BBC yeah, Two. I, I, I don't think it's doing any favours. Uh, and I don't think you really need to have seen the first series to enjoy it. And I think the first couple no, on the iPod. No, because it's about people, yeah. which is nice. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Um, that is on. I will catch up on it. Hebburn. I think also I remember putting on the website it will have a Christmas special as well this year. Mm, that outside would be good. of the second series. Okay. Um, Him and Her is back for its fourth and sadly for Matt and I final series. Uh, this series is slightly different in the fact that it's completely different. Uh, they've left the flat, which has been their home for the past three series. Um, and part of me was a little bit concerned because. Uh, when the royal family left the security of their house, things went wrong. And uh, I was kind of worried that when him and her left the confines of the flat, that things would take a little bit of a slide. But I shouldn't have been worried. And Matt, you should have told me to breathe into the nearest paper bag. Because actually, uh, Series 4 of him and her is just as good, if not gooder than uh, the last <laughs> series. And that... that <laughs> they, <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Uh, well, Luke, um, Is it good I, I think, that, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched a few of these now, um, basically, say that it's taking place doing um, Laura and Paul's wedding, uh, fans of the show will know that Laura and Paul, obviously, have, haven't been the most sort of secure of couples, um, no. this series basically sees Steve and Becky, you know, trying to organise them, both knowing that they, that Paul and Laura shouldn't be together, but there's the story and as actually, well. The genius of it is actually it's called him and her, and obviously it's it's that's a reference to Paul and uh, Paul and Becky, Steve and Becky. But actually, it's not about them really, is no. it? It's about it's about them surviving. It's mean, about them at all. It's yeah, about them they're, surviving they're, the people around them. And uh, but I think I mean their story. This this series is obviously to do with Becky's ex boyfriend being at the wedding and everyone, all of her family members liking. Him a lot more than Steve, as we know. None of her family likes Steve, do they? They think he's sort of a bit of a layabout, which he is, I suppose, and they think that she can do better than him. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. The one thing I would say is Joe Wilkinson hasn't done much in it, really. Well, I haven't seen past episode no. one. He wasn't in that he's, great game. No, he's sort of sort of skulking about in the background, really, in this. Um, whether he'll have a lot to do. I mean, it is each episode deals with a, a different part of the wedding. So, I mean, the second part there's a good recurring gag in it. I won't spoil it now, but that's all about people arriving. Then there's the ceremony. Then there's the speeches, and then there's obviously like the whatever the disco or what have you in the last episode. It's very clever how they can how Stefan can write mm. five episodes. What's his surname about again, Luke? Stefan G. <laughs> We'll go with Stephen G because I just don't want to butcher it to death. But uh, him and her is—it's going to be watch it. But it's gonna, and when I say watch it, I mean watch it uh, because it's going to move about in the schedules of it. I think it's on Thursday again this week, but then moves to Mondays. Quite why they're messing about with are it, they, I don't are know. They, but, are they doing it on the iPlayer first on this one or not? I'm not sure, Matt. Shall I check? I'll do some research. You can check that, Matt. You sort that out. They said they were doing that with all the uh, BBC3. They did, Matt. They did. So go ahead and look. I I will, Luke. I will. Uh, Off your pop. Um, 
back to uh, Jack Whitehall because he seems to have been the main theme of this podcast. Uh, Jack Whitehall has a new chat show. It's called Back Chat. The difference here is uh, Jack is joined by his dad, Michael, who is a bit of an old funny daddy. Is uh, the sort of person that goes into McDonald's and asks for the burger, medium rare, or the wine list, or something like that. Uh, parts of this were really enjoyable. Parts of it felt genuine, and then parts of it for me felt very contrived, uh, very put together, and uh, just not funny at all. Particularly, everything just went downhill for me when Danny Dyer joined the that's show, all, and that might all, not but always the way. Let's hope that doesn't yeah. happen with EastEnders. Well, is that no? Is that the Dyer effect, or did it just lose a bit of steam? I think what by then anyway was. Oh, can I just say as well? Yes, it is episode two. You can now watch on the on oh. the iPlayer. Don't do it now, Matt. Wait till we finish. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've already seen it. You don't do it now. All right. Um, I'm going to wait. Yeah, I would totally agree. And what I will say is, in the first half, where they had Jeremy Paxman on, and it was Michael played a lot more of a role in it than he did in the second half of the series. Uh, the second half of the episode, sorry. Where he was almost silent, and the, and the so-called comedy was coming from, you know, the interaction between Danny Dyer and Jeremy Paxman. For the most part, Michael was silent. And I would agree with you that... The, the the bit that felt the most contrived was the um, plastic surgery scene where you oh, know you put awful. a Hitler moustache on him and stuff and he just that was awful. It felt very tired. It felt like oh we've got to put a gag in the middle. We've got to separate these up somehow. But I just didn't think it added anything to the show at all. And it, and I sort of felt like they got a little bit confused as to what they were doing towards the end. The best bits for me and the bits they should focus upon for the rest of the series are the the exchanges between father and son, and uh, when when Michael whether I mean whether he's playing a uh, an exaggerated version of himself. I get the impression he is. Yeah, of course he is. But you know that's fine up to a point. Just don't just don't take him to silly places and do yeah don't do gags. comedy. Yeah, don't do obvious gags. Keep the gags in like your mother would make a good uh, auto-cue mm. operator. You know, that sort of thing. Mm. I think Backshot, to judge it on the first episode, uh, it has promise. Yeah. They need to work on, on Yeah, I mean, all chat shows need a while place. to iron out the format, don't they? So. Yeah, look at Davina. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, that's a cultural reference. That was 2008. Or <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, two more shows to discuss. It's been a long one today, and we thank you for sticking with us. In a minute, we'll be no talking about the... Do- uh, well, Matt will be talking about the uh, Doctor Who biopic, but first, we talk about Gareth Malone, who has brown hair and a ginger beard. I'm not sure how it's happened, uh, but he's back with the second series of Sing While You Work. Uh, we love the choir on this here podcast. We're not so keen on Sing While You Work, no. just because, to use that same word again, it feels more contrived than the rest of the previous series of the choir have been, what with the competition and rivalry element. Mm. Also just feels like they're giving Gareth Malone things to do because he's so popular and, and, and uh, an audience favourite. I'm watching this again out of habit, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we we both love Gareth, said, but the um, the inclusion of a competitive aspect in this, I think, it is wrong. I think um, it it just it takes away from again. Um, we've used this word a lot. The charm of the original choir series, the boys don't sing, unsung town, and famously military wives, was all that these people 
for some reason or another, didn't want to sing or felt bad about singing or felt embarrassed by singing. And Gareth had to sort of coax it out of them. Whereas, whereas these people, m- the majority of them have sung before. Some have had a professional singing background. And, you know, you have them sing and then you have them judged in front of their friends and family, which I think is very harsh. And it takes away from that sort of warm feeling you used to get when you were watching the choir, you know, you used to watch... Like, I mean, me and you have talked about it before, that last episode of uh, Boys Don't Sing or the last episode of Military Wives, you know, tearjerk, as I would say. Oh, yeah. Whereas whereas this, I mean, the P&O one did nothing for me. I, I enjoyed no. the, the, the Birmingham County Council one more, um... And um, but yeah, the the bits with Gareth as well, where he's like, where he joined that social worker on a on a job. I was like, why why is Gareth Malone with the social worker now? And um, there was that awkward bit where he says, you know, if I have a hard day at work, the choir doesn't sound quite in tune, and if you have a hard day at work, then you know, yeah. it's an terrible something. I just feel like they're trying now where they didn't try before to pull at your heartstrings. Or maybe they did try, but it just wasn't so obvious, and we weren't so... It's a bit like The X Factor, because we're so well aware now of how these shows work, we can see it before it happens, and that's happening with um, the choir, to an extent, I think. And finally, Matt talks passionately, I presume, about an adventure in space and time. Which in space and time, or time and space, um, I can never remember. Uh, sure, sure. Well, go space and time. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically then, this was the um, biopic of uh, the creation of Doctor Who, uh, and and more importantly, William Hartnell, played here excellently, I must say, by David Bradley, who I think should be nominated for a BAFTA for this. He was utterly compelling throughout. It basically showed how um, the, uh, I can't remember the name of the producer now, who was the new, appointed as the new head of drama at BBC, and uh, wanted to do a new sort of science fiction show. Recruited like Verity Lambert, who at the time was the sort of first female producer or one of the first. You know, people looked down on her, and the first, and the director of the first episode of Doctor Who was Asian. So obviously there was controversy there as well. But obviously by the end they sort of pulled off like a massive success. The first episode had the unfortunate uh, honour of going out. Uh, the sort of the same day as Kennedy was shot, so there was the whole, you know, we have to show this again, and there was the creation of the Daleks as well, which was uh, was an interesting one. I just, I mean, I'm not the biggest Doctor Who fan. I like it when it's good. I, you know, me and you were sort of fans of drama just generally. Gary, of course, is the Doctor Who fan, but for me, this was just a story about you know the creation of a TV show, and I thought it was really well done. I mean, Mark Gattis. Uh, who also co-wrote Sherlock, um, is obviously a massive fan and, and played this out brilliantly. There were some cameos as well from uh, from people who were in the first episode, had uh, sort of uh, small cameos throughout. And yeah, I, I, I think of all the Doctor Who stuff that's been on over the past week, and um, we had uh, Doctor Who, the ultimate guide as well on uh, BBC Three, which if you want to know what uh, fat boy from EastEnders thinks about uh, Doctor Who then and then you should watch that um, but yeah I mean I, I would recommend this to you Luke and I know you don't really watch Doctor Who at all but I think I think you'd enjoy this okay that's fine are you still I there will, I, will, I will catch up on it I will try and also and... I should I should 
Sorry, go on. I should mention. Go on. As no, well, you go ahead. If if because uh, obviously we'll talk about the the thing that was on last night, uh, the Doctor Who dead, the Doctor when when we've got Gary back, obviously because I don't mm. I don't want to uh, do that without him as he's the big Doctor Who fan. But there is as well on the iPlayer a very funny half an hour um, thing which Peter Davidson has written and directed where um, it's called the uh, oh what's it called now the Five Ish Doctors where it's him. Uh, Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker and they're all trying to get in the 50th anniversary episode and it's quite a funny you know, little thing it's half an hour long and uh, I think you, you might enjoy that as well anyway, go on You think you know me so well and finally on today's podcast uh, Matt will preview something that hasn't been on yet Yeah our, our massive preview <laughs> section this week yeah. uh, contains yeah. one program. That's yeah. just, that's all that's coming up. I mean, I suppose we're in a time, aren't we, where we've got I'm a Celebrity on every night on, on ITV and everything's sort of Ripper Street, Last Tango, you know, everything's set in stone. Repeats of new tricks, obviously, as well. Um, so one <laughs> drama that, that I, I, I've i seen uh, already, uh, sorry, it's a screening a couple of weeks back, is Legacy. Matt's been to another you, screening. Matt's been to another screening, and this week I went to another screening as well. Uh, Great Train Robbery, which will be on, we're not sure when, but it has been trailered. Uh, Legacy, Kelly, though, is a, is a spy drama, <laughs> sort of Cold War spy drama. It stars uh, Charlie Cox, who probably most famous for uh, the film Stardust. He plays this young lad who's sort of recruited by um, MI... Five, am I six? M- MFI. MFI. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> to basically, to be a spy. Um, cause that yeah, was, that's why it was MFI. Yeah, and uh, his his job is basically to uh, extract information from his old Russian roommate, who they believe is working for the KJ, KGB, and he's played by um, Andrew Scott, who does a very convincing um, Russian accent. As uh, other stars in this, like Romola Gary. Um, there's oh, what's his name? Simon Russell Beale's in this, and uh, Raquel from Only Fools and Horses. So, um, <laughs> there's some, there's some <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Legacy. Um, and if Matt, if if you were to sum up your views on it, say say people were thinking, shall I watch I'm a Celebrity or shall I have a break and watch Legacy? Could you sort of sway people one way or other? Um. Well. <sighs> I think they should watch Legacy. It's it's solid drama, but I I have to say I found it quite forgettable. I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but it's not going to set the world on fire. It's not going to be like you know one of the best programs of the year that we'll talk about. But it it was it was solid stuff when when you were watching it. So hope that that answers your question. Not really, but it sounds like it was all right. Uh, Legacy will be on Thursday night at nine, and you'll be able to read Matt's review on Thursday as when well. When he writes hopefully. it, when he's <laughs> writing it, uh, the Custard TV podcast. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, you can download all our latest podcasts or subscribe on iTunes and get them delivered straight to your to pod of choice. Uh, if you missed the last you fifty-one, want. <laughs> I know, God. There must be some classics in there. Also, you don't just get our podcast where Matt and I and Gary talk. You also get all the interviews we do. Basically, we're just too good to you. Uh, plus, if you want to get in touch with either of us or any of us on Twitter, I'm at LukeCustardTV. I'll speak for Gary. He's at The Gary Show. And Matt, you can do your own. I feel like you've grown enough. I'm at Matt's TV Bites. I thought Gary was at Vincent Simone or whatever. <laughs> um, and... Um... <laughs> 
Facebook as well, facebook.com slash the custard TV and uh, Zbox um search custard TV rooms. Yeah, you can get us all there. We're all over the internet. We're all like over one of your them. face. Yeah. We're all over your face, you can't. We're all move over for your us. cyberspace. Oh, that sounds yeah, and that sounds you know, it, hard to deal with. Uh, the Custard TV podcast. We will endeavour to be back as soon as we can. Um, just briefly, <laughs> is there anything over Chris? Is there anything over Christmas that you're looking forward to? Because there uh, isn't there for least, me. Uh, I don't know. We're not sure yet, are we? Uh, the exact Christmas. Well, we shows. know we've got bad, bad educations coming back for uh, for another series and uh, for another for, for another episode, Christmas episode. There's also a Call the Midwife special, and of course, Open All Hours, which we n- I never thought I'd be saying this is coming back as well. But I just I'm not impressed this year at all, and no. I just hope when those um, listings come I out. I would in a say, as we mentioned it earlier, maybe Heaven might be good, and um, depending on what they do, if, how much new stuff is in it, the Educating Yorkshire special. Yeah, oh yes, I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, so yeah, but but let us know uh, on Twitter or by Facebook or contact yeah. me on the website. Let us know. By next, oh you have you, have week, you reached the age? Have you reached the age where Christmas telly is just you're just bored of it and you think it's all but, you know sorry. boring? Or do you enjoy it? Let us know. By the next podcast as well, we should know the uh, BBC schedules because I think they'll be released some point this week. The Christmas schedules, so. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll do a podcast about that, I should imagine. Uh, so, take care. Uh, we'll be back. It's the Custard TV Podcast. Tati bye. Ta-ta. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.